Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And here we are for another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. A pleasant Saturday afternoon to you, uh, because that's when we do this show, is on Saturdays. My name is Harry Alexander. Uh, with me is uh, Bunker de France. I'm here. He's here. I'm here. And we have a special guest. Oh, because very we're doing, special. Because we're doing uh, cowboy poetry. We're celebrating cowboy poetry. Introduce our guest. Well, okay. Our, our guest is Buck Howden, but just for clarification, this is starting Sunday and running through Saturday. That's the 21st through the 27th. Mm-hmm. It's the 18th annual Cowboy Poetry Week, National Cowboy Poetry Week. That's right. Let's say, and to, to celebrate that, mm-hmm. you know, I've got uh, a cowboy poem for you that was originally done by John Wayne. On laughing. Well, go ahead. <clears throat> well, before you get to that, do we have any goodies that we have to talk about? Announcements? Yeah, that, yeah, that's the word. Oh, those things. Uh, let me see. Well, you know, you might tell people how they can get in touch with us. Call in. Please call in. We're begging you to call in. We're on our knees, all three of us. I might tell people. Oh, you want me to tell people? <laughs> <clears throat> um, as you might figure, we are not on the uh, YouTube at this point because... We're doing a revamping of the uh, of our YouTube channel. Basically, what we're going to do instead of uh, subjecting our audience to two old guys inflicting, infli- yeah, inflicting on our audience, instead of two old guys sitting there talking about stuff, we're gonna we're gonna sit and talk about yeah, stuff. Yeah, three old guys talking about. Yeah, stuff. we're gonna. Sit I resemble that. <laughs> we're gonna sit and talk about stuff, but uh, what we're gonna talk about is. Uh, Movies and cowboy cereals and I like I like cereal. Yeah, like you know, like Ralston endorsed by Tom Mix. I yeah, see. It's funny you mentioned Tom Mix because we're going to be doing movies and one of the the very first things we're going to do it's coming up it's in production is uh, presenting Tom Mix silent movies. And you know, just to add to what Terry's Harry's saying is, in, it, we're going to kind of replace the. YouTube broadcast with specials. That's in, in a nutshell. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, so it's going to be kind of like big time, small time. Yeah. Very good. Harry, I have to ask you something. Yes, sir. You know, you're talking about we're going to do Tom Mix silent movies. Yes. How do you do a silent movie on the radio? We don't on the radio. We do oh. it on the YouTube channel. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, if, I can tell you how we do Tom Mix on the radio. That's all. <laughs> Careful, he's going to do his backward poetry. Um, so that, that's coming up. Uh, let's see. If you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, monitoring our Voices of the West uh, Facebook page, so you can do a comment there if you wish. You can also telephone us at 844-908-WEST, 844-908-9378. Or you can email us at uh, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. Um, you know, actually, I remember we do. I do have an announcement. Of course, you do. It, well, it's for next week's show. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Yeah, and it's going to be on Red River. Yes, and that's because it's the Western movie thing. But what we're doing is we're doing a tie-in with Turner Classic Movies. They have now have a local chapter here in Tucson, oh, and they're going to be screening it down at the Empire Ranch uh, Saturday afternoon. Now, uh, Kimberly Patterson, who's one of the, uh, I guess, founders of the local chapter, and Elizabeth, and I don't know her last name, who is, I think, like the chapter president or something like that, they're going to be calling in after the screening down at the Empire Ranch, and we'll be talking about Red River, about Turner Classic Movies and their their club, and you know, the Turner Classic organization is really a great thing. They have, it's kind of basically, it's a behind-the-scenes stuff, mm-hmm. and the members... They go out on tours, they go to studios, uh, in this case here in Tucson, the local <coughs> chapter would be down at the ranch, uh, and it's just really something great that I think will help promote us, and will also help promote the lifestyle and the culture, and maybe get some more people out to listen to us, go to the ranch, uh, participate yeah. in the TCM. Well, part of the idea of doing these uh, the, these movie specials and, and whatnot on the YouTube channel is uh, I've always thought, you know, I, I love watching Turner Classic movies. 
and almost any of the movies that are on there. But one of my favorite series that they do is uh, Film Noir. Oh, yes. And Eddie Muller is just, wow, he's great. And I have wondered long and hard about this, why nobody does any Western shows as in the vein of uh, the noir, noir alley. Yeah, because you got special the moon. And, I mean, there are tons of them out there, obviously. And to speak intelligently about the movie, uh, and, and then uh, you know, at, before the movie, and then after the movie, and that's mm. kind of what we're wanting to do uh, with uh, with our YouTube channel. And you know, in, in conjunction with the screening down there, Marty Freeze and myself will be. Uh, Talking about the mm-hmm. pre, pre before the movie and it also, t- but uh, Marty has a friend of his who is a university professor, a Western film historian. He's going to be going down with us because he's all excited about going down to the Empire, which is an actual site where many Western and TVs, right. movies and TVs were made. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Curtis just, Mathis and quite a few of them. Yeah, and. Uh, one of the things is, I think this is possibly a guy that we may be able to sucker into the show. Well, let's work on it. Yeah, you know, we'll, 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 we'll flatter him or something, or whatever it takes. Say, no, no, no. I worked with Marty for several years out at Old Tucson, and if you, if you want to flatter him, the best way to flatter him is with uh, green things with pictures of dead guys on them. No, no. And we're not talking about flattering Marty. He's on his own. We're talking about the university professor. Oh, the historian. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, that's. And that, I think that might even be with a capital H. I'd say, well, Mike could be. Like uh, Mar- Marty and I, while extremely knowledgeable, we uh, we we don't have any any sheepskin in that. Uh, <laughs> so plenty of bull you know hide, how but you no get sheep a sheepskin, skin, don't you? And say, yeah, you skin a sheep. That's one way where you go to college. <laughs> That's the hard way. Say, and uh, speaking of sheepskin, I have at home in my icebox yeah. bass. Cheese, which is made from sheep milk, and it is yummy. Oh, absolutely! I wish Joe was here because he he would riff on being bass. You know. All right, we're doing cowboy poetry. Today. Oh yes, we are. And uh, and and Buck is here. He's got poetry, and he's also brought his guitar. So we may get uh, some. Bunker brought his guitar. No, no, yeah, no. Buck but, brought but his guitar. Turn on your headset there. So. No, I don't want to. I don't want to listen to this stuff. <laughs> and so uh, maybe we'll get some music out of the deal as well. Well, um, so go ahead. I was just going to say, why don't I just give kind of a little rundown about yeah. what Cowboy Poetry Week is about? I was hoping you'd say as, that. As is published on their site, mm-hmm. it's uh, Cowboy Poetry records the heartbeat of the real working West. It is a tradition that spans three centuries. Ranchers, cowboys, and western writers represent the voices of this vital, yet endangered, rural culture. Cowboy Poetry Week is celebrated each year during April, National Poetry Month in the United States. In 2019, it is made possible by generous support from Laura and Edmund Wattis Littlefield, a grant from the Margaret T. Morris Foundation. God, I sound like PBS, don't I? You do. <laughs> and the individuals and organizations who the Center for Western and Cowboy Poetry. Cowboypoetry.com initiated Cowboy Poetry Week, and for the celebrated second year in 2003, the United States Senate passed a resolution with unanimous approval, boy, that's about the only time I've ever done anything <laughs> yeah, unanimously, mm-hmm. recognizing Cowboy Poetry Week celebration. 23 states, governors, and other officials have recognized Cowboy Poetry Week since, uh, since then, and many activities take place in communities across the West and beyond. And our Doug Ducey actually put out a proclamation. Fantastic. And good, by, for, good for Dougie. And by the way, while we're on that, a big shout out to Margot at CowboyPoetry.com for all yes. the work that she has done uh, behind the scenes in uh, in making this not only possible, but, uh, but making sure that it not only lives, but thrives. And it is a very enjoyable site. You get to get to read some of the very best, and sometimes hear some of the very best of the Cowboy Poets contemporary today. Absolutely. Amen. And when they're desperate to fill up space, they even have a few of mine on there. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
JergosCowboy.com. They just put up <laughs> anything, don't they? <laughs> Anywho, uh, who wants to uh, who wants to start with the poetry reading? Well, I, actually, I've got one for you here. Well, poetry start, memory. Start us off with a chuckle here. Yeah, I know this has to be a cowboy poem because it was done by John Wayne. Wow, Pilgrim on Laughing. Of all places. Yes. So, uh, Sock it to me. Henry What's-His-Dink that did Poetry Corner. Oh, yeah. And say, well, this particular week, John Wayne came out and was holding that crazy-looking flower that he was so fond of. Oh, yeah, it was Henry Gibson. That's Henry was. Gibson, thank yeah. you very much. The voice of Wilbur in Charlotte's Web. Mm-hmm. Say, <laughs> true story. Say, comes out, The Sky by John Wayne. The sky, it is blue. The grass, it is green. Get off of your butt and join the Marines. And then he proceeds to walk through the wall where an absolutely astonished Henry Gibson is standing, hands in the flower, and walks off stage. Nice. <laughs> that is good. That is sweet. Well, let's see here. Let's set the tone here with a little paragraph from Cowboy Poets and Cowboy Poetry, edited by David Stanley. I think that's long for Dave Stanley, mm-hmm. and Elaine Thatcher. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start here with this little paragraph here. Isn't Margaret's baby sister? Hmm? Isn't that Margaret's baby sister? Could be. Hmm. I don't know. Um, if it is, there might be a Brit exit before the show's over. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just running the dials here, so... You, got, you guys carry on there. <laughs> in 1889, N. Howard Jack Thorpe set out on a year-long 1,500-mile circuit of ranches in New Mexico and Texas, collecting songs and poems as he went. Mm-hmm. He was inspired enough to compose the well-known Little Joe the Wrangler in 1898, and in 1908 he published, at his own expense, Songs of the Cowboys, the first important anthology of cowboy songs and poems collected from working cowboys. Although Thorpe himself wrote six of the 23 songs, despite his work as a cowboy, Thorpe had been raised in New York City, the son of a well-to-do lawyer, who suffered, City, who suffered financial reverses. Forced to forego college education that he had expected, Thorpe trained polo ponies, worked as superintendent in, on an Arizona mine, got involved in South America Railroad Scheme, and eventually became a successful rancher. And, you know, I do take a bit of umbrage at this one little part of the song that, you know, that says, you know, well, he wasn't, he was from New York. Well, a good majority of the cowboys came from somewhere else, and almost all of them was from somewhere Midwest or back east. And say the ones that weren't, you know, imports from Ireland. Oh, well, yeah. I like it when I see a cowboy film and uh, one of the characters has a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> hey, they did. You I know, know, I know. The Oklahoma kid. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, lo- I love it like that. <laughs> Jimmy Cagney and, and Humphrey Bogart. Now, you can't get more authentic than that. There you go. Uh, that's right. That's 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 right up there with, uh, that would be right up there with uh, a Civil War piece with somebody holding an AK-47. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Fire Ch- yeah, chasing down the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But 844-908-9378, 844-908-WEST is the number to call if you'd like to uh, join in our conversation here mm-hmm. about cowboy poetry. Uh, all month is National Cowboy uh, Well, you want to leap in with another poem after that? Say, absolutely. Or if you have Say, a comment on I've, it? You know, well, I, I'll, I'll give you one. This guy is great because he doesn't refer from notes. Oh, that what I, does that mean? What, what are you inferring, Harry? <laughs> he's got I a, have so much information, I've got to keep it organized. I see. He, he's got a memory. <laughs> well, I sure as hell don't. Thank you. Well, so the, the, difference, the difference being, though, is it, it has its ups and downs because yes. I'm, I'm autistic. So I can give you obscure facts about a song that was written 400 years ago, mm-hmm. but if I just met you, I can't remember your name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whose name? It's okay. That's okay. You don't remember his name? I was hoping you'd tell me. (laughs) Well, as I always tell people, it's like, if you can't remember it, I also answer to my Chinese name, Hey You. Hey You. Hey You. Also. Who you calling an asshole? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, All right. With your poem. All right. 
see. Uh, this one here is yeah, kind of bemoaning you know, some of the things that uh, are going on, but ends on a hopeful note for the future. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, this culture, pretty much like any other culture, is nothing but one generation away from extinction. Mm-hmm. And you well, know, the spotted owls of the Western world. And say, kind of, sort of. And... Now, unfortunately, though, we don't we don't have a Sierra Club suing people on our behalf. Well, you know, but the funny thing is they found out that spotted owls take just like fried chicken. Well, that's probably why they're endangered. <laughs> but uh, this is called On the Trail to Yesterday. Now, if I can just remember how it starts, I'll be... <laughs> This is how you know that you wrote it when you can't remember it. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a commercial break and give let's, you some time to let's do that. Uh, remember. Time for some crass commercialism. Bragging about your memory and it fails you the first step out the barn. And say, well, pride goeth before destruction. This, <clears throat> this is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. It's a Saturday afternoon for us. We're talking poetry, and we'd like you to get involved in our conversation if you'd like. It is 844-908-WEST, 844-908-93 and 78. We will be back with much more of Cowboy Poetry right after these important messages. Prairie, my home's a western prairie. My ceiling is the star-covered sky, and my song the sigh of the breeze. Abel Franzik's Voices of the West will be right back. The Tucson Trap and Skeet Club has served Southern Arizona since its original incorporation in 1948. We have a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse with a restaurant and lounge, and we're open year-round for all your sporting needs. Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 1 p.m., Come out and join us at our world-renowned facility located here in the Old Pueblo, Tucson Trap and Skeet Club at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. For more information, call 883-6426. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. Do 777-1911. You heard about the King Ranch in Texas, biggest of all, so they say. Longhorns and mountains, a million acres wide, where they keep alive the cowboy way. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We are back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. That last little piece of music there, King of King's Ranch. I wonder who did that. Neat See, place. That, that would be someone who shall remain me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy poetry is the topic today. And once again, 844-908-WEST, 844-908-9378 is how you get in touch with us. If you got a poem... Uh, Call us in. Yeah, we'll be happy, uh, you know... And, I, language, I don't care about the language issue. Now, it can't start with there once was a cowboy from Nantucket. No, 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 not that one. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, and you don't have to be afraid. We'll be more than happy to uh, yeah. run it for you. And, you can't uh, be any worse than we are. I know, and you'll be immortalized on our podcast. That you can download anytime from our website, voicesofthewest.net. Uh, we're also at Radio Public, and we're... 
Where the hell else are we? Uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher.com. Mm-hmm. We're all over the I, place. I need a scorecard to keep track of where we are. And you know, I probably should have that. It should have this, that info. Just th- now, just think about this. If you call in and do a poem, that gives you bragging rights to all your friends. Because that means you'll have to tell them to tune in and listen. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's good for us. Exactly. Okay, absolutely. In fact, tell them to tune in and listen whether you call in or not. There right. you go. That's right. <laughs> all right. Onward. Did, did you re- remember the... Uh, Say, I have not remembered how that one started, but I'll give you another good one. Gotcha. This, That's a good, save the other one for later. Say, yes. This, <laughs> this, is called, this is called Cookie's Black Iron Skillet Ooh. and uh, is a tribute to those folks that made a living feeding the cowboy. And, you know, a good cook could make or break a trail outfit. Say, I remember my youth and my day spent horseback, the roundups in spring and the fall. I remember old Kent Cookie's black iron skillet. That's the tastiest memory of all. Now, they came in all sizes and would hold anything from two scrambled eggs to a moose. <laughs> And if you so much as text one, you're liable to find yourself at the end of a noose. <laughs> now, they came in right handy when rustlers was about, and we didn't want to waste any lead. I can still hear the nice holler sound that it made when Cookie whopped one upside of the head. <laughs> now, he could do the three B's. That's beef, beans, and bacon for them what ain't at on the trail. And coffee so strong it would float a horseshoe. It sure put some bounce in your tail. He'd do sirloin just right, all tender and juicy, with fried taters served on the side. And then for dessert, a Dutch oven cobbler, to give you the strength for the ride. He'd make sourdough biscuits and suck em a grawl. That's a kind of sweet dumpling, you see, and the best apple pie that I've ever had. Oh, but that's just a fond memory. Nowadays, if my gullet is empty, I can usually find something to fill it. But I've yet to find Chuck half as tasty as what Cookie served from his black iron skillet. God, that makes me hungry. That was good. <laughs> I love that. Fixing to go home and cook on my black iron skillet. Get out your Dutch oven there. Oh, yeah. Cast iron skillet. I got one here because you were going to do one that was kind of depressing and you couldn't, it was so depressing you couldn't remember how it started. That must be what it is. But I got one here that I love it because it it reminds me of uh, Buck Ramsey's anthem in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. It's very, very unsimilar, but yet very similar. It's called Riddles by a rascal named Trey Pearson, and it was a, he was a co-winner, I think, in 2016 hmm. at the Western Music Association, International Western Music Show. So you've got to correct that. Say, yeah. Sounds like the Wobblies to me. Say, I know. I-W-W-A, and, yeah. And, and, this, and this is exactly like Buck Ramsey's anthem, except for the fact that it's different. Yes. But this poem really, I think, hits the, the nail on the head. And it also, one of the things I, I like about it is this poem helped me understand non-rhyming poems or, or blank verse or whatever, you free form. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I understood them. Riddles. Riddle me this. Given how fickle this world is, its cultural shiftings, limits, economics, and within it, the overall predicament that a family making a substantial living off generations of ranching, the same homestead, is a phenomenon that, with the wind, is nearly gone. Flown over the cuckoo's nest, tell me, which occupations or businesses would be significant in making the difference of ensuring the next wave, the next generation of landowners, even have a flying, uh, fighting chance to exist? Our cattle are gone. All of them hauled off and probably never coming back. Because long before we came in over grazing, had the land changing since the Spanish ages. Now it's climate, maybe. Natural springs evaporating. And let me tell you something. To watch your trees dry up and die is like saying goodbye to your children. Wells depleting. Sinking with our hearts faster and deeper than any amount of cash or drill rig is capable of reaching. 
Meanwhile, the population keeps booming. And who wants to live in apartment buildings when the backwoods and pastures plus John Wayne in action looks this appealing? Oil and gas, greed and industry scouring the country for extended family whose grandparents were ranchers but raised their chids in this big city. And so they're cashing inheritance deeds needed, lease to start drilling. No respect for the land. They'll just show up on your doorstep, and you'd be amazed at how much acreage can be found in a filing cabinet or stuffed in granddad's old tobacco can. This here is the floor plan. The wave breaking that my life is made to withstand, so here I stand. Twenty-eight, stepping up to the plate and watching. Everything I once had a dream. I was on the ranch and stepped out on the porch as the sun rose on the land. There were houses at my door, and in a sudden eruption, camouflaged crews of construction enacted a chain reaction. Roads paved themselves over. Cut banks started snaking towards us. A bursting septic tank of people by the thousands surrounded us, swallowing every fence post and cactus. Car horns honking in torrents. Mountain bikers were raining from the sky with parachutes landing on the same mountain butte where my grandfather's ashes flew. And it was a cloud of black dust as thick as Egyptian locusts that gulped us faster than the talons of a peregrine fountain. No sooner was I devoured by the greed and the smog because fighting was like trying to silence a fire engine siren fingerless in a parking garage. So riddle me that. Because I swear from this day forward, the only promise I'm keeping, as if it were written in Valentine's Day candy, is that I'm not leaving. And some of you might ask, what about that young man's dream to travel the world? But how can I do that? What with the lingering possibility of the ranch itself one day being the very end of me? This is the long haul, and it is not my fault. But at the very least, if I ever have a son or daughter, they'll know as sure as apples and oranges or tap water on the border who in the H-E double hockey sticks stood here before them. No, they'll say Grandma was, Grandpa was really one who rode for the brand. But only until I am so far dug in that you're better off reasoning with me after I'm buried in the sand because... I'm not leaving. <laughs> you say, stubborn to the very end. Cowboy. You say, and that's the way it should be. Well, you know, the, the, the sad truth is, that's the sad truth. <clears throat> well, that, uh, by the way, I remembered how it starts, and uh, this kind of goes along with that same thing. He's talking about Good. raising up his kids that way. As I look at events in our country today, it seems my values have passed from the scene. So I think back to my youth and the things that I learned from Roy and Hoppy and Gene. You said yes sir and ma'am until you were growed or got swatted on where you sat. And when the national anthem was played, every cowboy would take off his hat. Hey. The biggest question that we ever faced was, could Trigger outrun Champ? We had heroes that you could be proud of back then that showed us the way like a lamp. Now, we all had our six guns by the time we turned nine that our granddaddies taught us to use. We hunted and fished and sang campfire songs, and none of us used drugs or booze. Today's kids have no heroes. No one worth learning from. Well, there's a few left to show them the way. So, part, let's round up and herd these here young buckaroos down the trail to yesterday. <clears throat> nice. That is good. And, you know, that's, that is, that's, that's why we do the show, you know, when we get right down to the nitty-gritty, is we're doing this show because... <clears throat> We want to keep that heritage and those values alive because mm -hmm. they mean something.
Very much so. 844-908-WEST, 844-908-9378 is the phone number to get in touch with us here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We're doing cowboy poetry, in case you have just tuned in. And uh, we certainly invite your participation. We want your participation. We need your participation. We might even pay for your participation. Let's not get too crazy. And there was a cowboy poet from Redoso. <laughs> yeah, right. He didn't know his so. Anyhow, I got another little paragraph here from Cowboy Poets and Cowboy Poetry, mm-hmm. kind of giving us a little bit of the background on cowboy poetry and the, and the fellers that uh, were responsible for the early days. In 1889, N. Howard Jack Thorpe set out on a year-long... Oh, I did that one. Okay. You did that we'll, we'll skip that one. You didn't mention the fact that he was a great friend of Teddy Roosevelt. That's true. Mm-hmm. Teddy Roosevelt valued the type of people that America needs today. Amen. And you remember, remember I had the, I had the book, mm-hmm. and you wanted to borrow it. Uh, yes. And what did I say? We can't use that language on the air. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's certain things, no matter how much you value it and how much you value somebody's friendship, it's like, you want to come over and read it, fine. It ain't leaving the house. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those. And it's, it's awesome. Go Anyhow, the, this is... Go to the DeFrance Reference Library. <laughs> <Don't say> yes. <laughs> yes. We're starting, to, we're starting to rival the library at Alexandria. Yeah, there you go. At least my couch is. <laughs> <laughs> I it, resemble that remark. <laughs> That's what I use for a thing. I got my. You can't sit on the couch. I haven't been able to sit on the couch for a couple of years because it's all books. Wait, wait a minute. You're supposed to sit on couches? Not mine. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> it may seem that cowboy poetry was a decidedly advocational at the beginning of the 20th century, given its partly oral traditions and the apparently ephemeral nature of the few poems that did get into print in newspapers, magazines, and a few individuals, mostly self-published collections. Yet in 1905, there appeared a mammoth seven-pound publication, The Prose and Poetry of the Livestock Industry of the United States, sponsored by the National Livestock Historical Association. The volume was intended to be the first of three that would provide a complete, reliable, and interesting history of the cattle industry in the western United States. This first volume contained no poetry at all, however, and the second and third volumes were never published because of financial problems. Yet, the very title of the publication demonstrates that cowboy poetry was already an established and significant part of ranching life by the turn of the century, recognized by the livestock industry as a vital chronicle of an endangered occupation. That is very true, and you've done something that's very difficult. You've managed to come up with a book that I've never heard of before. Oh, you haven't seen my books. <laughs> I've got books i never heard of, and I've got them. And don't, don't even ask to borrow them. Uh, <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> we got to do another commercial break here. We do these commercial breaks because... We love our sponsors. We love our sponsors. They love us, and you I, should... I thought, uh, we, I thought we did it because we need to take a bathroom break. Well, there's that, too, but uh, that's one of the unsaid, uh, oh, okay. uh, unsaid things. Not anymore. <laughs> That's why you you save your water bottle. See? And, uh, by the way, if you'd like to uh, throw in uh, with some advertising on this radio internet program, um, certainly is easy to do. Just email us at uh, voicesofthewest at gmail.com, and I will put together a nifty little package for you to uh, not send to your spam folder, but uh, (laughs) to take... To do what is right. Well, you know, just just for those folks out there that are thinking about contemplating or want to sponsor something, we are a unique... Yeah, we are. ...very different type of perspective and take on our heritage. There's a lot of shows out there that cover a lot of different things, but they do them individually, and we try to cover as much ground as we can in all kinds of weird subjects. And on that note, we'll be back with much more of Amo Franzi's Voices of the West right after these.
Fonzie's Voices of the West. We'll be right back. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Paul Ash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Paul Ash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, First, contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats, but did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horses Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. I didn't think that even a Howard would shoot a man in the back. Who else could it be but Howard or one of his men? What are you going to do about it, O'Brien? There's only one thing to do. We're riding over to the Lazy H and settle this feud once and for all. Get the boys together. Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. And we are back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Saturday afternoon for us. And by the way, we are worldwide. Yes, we Isn't are. Isn't that scary? And it's National Cowboy Week next week. And, yep. And it's that's worldwide or US-wide. Yep. No, no, no. It's National Cowboy Poetry week. week. It's National Cowboy Week every week and every day that ends in Y. That's Why? right. <laughs> Yeah, they celebrate uh, specific National Day of the Cowboy. and The 27th of July this year. That's right. We, we, yep. we try and do it every day. Yeah. Every yeah. day that ends in Y. There you go. Um, we're talking uh, cowboy poetry today uh, on the program. And uh, got much more? Yeah. Well, I got one here. I wanna, I'm want i just going to share a little bitty bit of it. It's in this, the brand new, uh, what month is this here? The May issue of Arizona Highways. And it's a poem called The Ballad of Bell Sabor. And I'll tell you, and it's it's kind of a classic, but it's more a classic among the river runners up in the Colorado River. And when I read this thing, it just totally blew me away because, hey, that's the West. Absolutely. Plus, you couldn't imagine anybody could come up with a poem that in 10-point type would run for six pages. <laughs> yes. And this is double column. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm only going to do about six or seven. Yeah, we stanzas. only got uh, uh, about twenty minutes left. No, we, you know, we, we, could, we could like do this, do a stanzas a week for the next ten years. Already, okay. About. Now this is by Vaughn Short. I'm not going to go into his background, other than he's kind of the poet laureate of the uh, Grand River Runners of the Grand Canyon. From a canyon deep, from a canyon dark, from a canyon steep in gloom, the listening ear can always hear. A deep-pitched song of doom. Far beneath the rim of this canyon grim Speeds a river wrought with woes, And the shadows are deep, and the light is dim, Where the wild water froths and flows. The walls are sheer in this canyon drear, In the river huge boulders lie, And they cause the water to surge and boil, And they cause the spray to fly. At one turn where the water turns, The bottom drops away, there the river falls on the rocks below, and the air is filled with spray. In a frightening whirl, the waters swirl, and they form a deep, dark hole. Around its edges, the rocks are ring to make the huge waves roll. For miles around can be heard the sound of this rapid's mighty roar, and a tale is told of how it got its name, the name of Belzebor. Nice. It's like, it's like Robert Service or, uh, or Kipling almost. So very good. Yes. It is. And, it's good, and I mean, it it talks about this Belle Sabor who a river guy comes to visit her house and her dad, Zeke, has been very protective of her. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy gets her, gets Zeke drunk, uh, seduces her, and then jumps in his boat and starts heading down river. And he gets mm-hmm. caught up in it and he's wiped out by the, this very rapid. Well, she, in grief, goes to that and flings herself off the rocks into this. Over time, like a siren voice of her, mm-hmm. Belzebor, calls out to river runners, and it, and it destroys people after people after people. And it is on a very sad note. That kind of you know, has sort of the same thing as running bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Running bear. You want to do it on your guitar? <laughs> well, guitar's in the other room. But oh, okay. We'll do uh, we'll do some music after we uh, do our last break. Right here. Here. Okay. Absolutely. Excellent. By the way, if you don't mind, uh, I want to stop for a momentary shameless bit of commercialism for myself. Do that. We you want know, to know what you're up to. Because if you don't, we won't. <laughs> say, you do. You're pretty good about I that. I try to if I can remember it. <laughs> say, now, uh, this... Uh, this about two weeks from now, uh, I'm the second through the fifth. I will be at the Cowboy Jubilee Festival in Ardmore, Oklahoma, uh, MCing and performing and uh, sitting on panels, and they'll be begging me to get off of them. And, <laughs> well, they can be hard on your butt. <laughs> oh, I know, because some of these old folks are bony, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, if you're anywhere near Ardmore, come by and pass a visit. I'll be there. I'll have CDs, uh, copies of my book Tales from the Bo Ranch, and other stories of cowboys, rednecks, musicians, and assorted varmints. Uh, if you're here in the Arizona area, uh, say the you know anywhere you know oh within say 50 miles of the studio, mm-hmm. uh, the 25th I invite you to come on out to the Rincon Valley Cowboy Church. Uh, I'm doing the service out there that evening. That's a Saturday evening, and uh, just pass a visit on their website. You know Rincon Valley Cowboy Church. Or you can find them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have and, an address on that? Or uh, is it just Rincon Valley Church? It's at Rincon Valley Cowboy Church. I don't have the address right off the top of my head, but you can find it in about two shakes. Uh, Joe Grizzle is the pastor, and he's out of town uh, that particular week, and he's asked me to take the service for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and what, that's what Sunday? Uh, it's not a Sunday. It's oh. a Saturday night. Okay, what Saturday is that? Uh, the 25th. 25th, okay, and that's 25th mm-hmm. of April. No, no, May. May. See, that's why we ask these questions. And what time does this all start? Uh, starts at 6.30. Okay. That's the one out in Vail, right? That's correct. I have their address right here. Fantastic. Well, 14600 East to make it. 
Colossal Cave Road in Vail. Bingo. And uh, their website is uh, RinconValleyCowboyChurch.com, or you can email them at RinconValleyCowboyChurch at gmail.com. Awesome. Fantastic. Be there. Absolutely. And uh, for those of you that are movie buffs, uh, coming out here probably in mid-October, uh, there is a film that uh, I'm in that uh, is going to be coming out called A Cry in the Night, and it is based on the legend of La Llorona. Hmm. And that movie just came out this week. And so, well, that's a different movie. I know it's a different movie. <laughs> but uh, basically what uh, what we do is we go back. Uh, it, it's set both in the Old West and in the modern day. Well, that's a horror, horror western movie. It's a, yes, it's, it's a western horror movie. And uh, tells how La Llorona came about, and then shoots forward to the modern day, you know, where she's running around wreaking havoc. And I play a very unpleasant park ranger in the modern day portion of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, typecasting, and uh, that makes you want to root for the monster. <laughs> See, and I will tell you, if you have a, we left this in as an Easter egg. For about a second and a half in one of the saloon scenes in the Old West, if you'll look over on the far right-hand side of the screen toward the bottom uh, bottom portion, you'll see me in half of me in modern dress <laughs> for about a second and a half. Mm-hmm. We left that in as an Easter egg, just so people would say, well, who's that guy? <laughs> you know, speak, is that an Easter egg or is that just cover up for a screw? You know, uh, talking about uh, park rangers and that sort of thing. Uh, I'm a, I'm a retired park ranger among the other things, and uh, uh, none of us are very. We're, we're supposed to be friendly. <laughs> we try to be friendly, but mm-hmm. when you have when you have to deal with when you um, have to deal with the public, it's like I used to be a people person until I had to deal with the public. You know. You mean it's kind of like, what are you doing feeding that squirrel? Get away from that squirrel, damn it. Well, Don't you be feeding that squirrel. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But, you know, this job would be really good if it weren't for the customers. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> and the squirrel's saying, what's wrong with this? Well, what they don't realize is they're facing to feed the squirrel to a bear. See. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to do our final commercial break here. Uh, Buck is going to uh, grab his guitar. <clears throat> and we'll be back uh, with some music from him and much more right here on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. Nighttime would find me in Rose's Cantina. Music would play and Ferdinand would whirl. Emil Franzi's Voices of the West will be right back. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club has served Southern Arizona since its original incorporation in 1948. We have a 9,000 square foot clubhouse with a restaurant and lounge, and we're open year-round for all your sporting needs. Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Come out and join us at our world-renowned facility located here in the Old Pueblo, Tucson Trap and Ski Club at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. For more information, call 883-6426. Hi, this is Joe Montaigne. Every time my Uncle Willie tells me about his service in Patton's Third Army in World War II, I'm reminded of what we owe the U.S. Army. Fourteen generations of American soldiers who have courageously defended our nation. Their stories represent the best of America and should never be forgotten. Join me to help build the National Museum of the United States Army, a long-overdue tribute to all American soldiers. To learn more, 
visit armyhistory.org. Old-time Western radio shows, every Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, only on VOW Radio. Now Dan was born at an early age in good old New York town. He learned to ride the wildest bronco of them all on the merry-go-round. Six-gun Dan was an old cowhand, the wild and rough galoot. His finger was quicker than your eye could flicker when he started in to shoot. Now Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. And we are back right here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We're going to do turn it over to uh, to Buck and uh, some musique. Very good. Well, I tell you what, I, that was an awful cute one that you just started in on right there. With Six Gun Dan. Yeah, and uh, there's another one like that that's very popular. Mm-hmm. And uh, say, like... Uh, you know, some of the other things we were mentioning, this one actually started up in New York City. <laughs> say, and uh, was written uh, in Tin Pan Alley. Say, one of the songwriters was on his way up there, and uh, this was in the early 1930s, and he saw this little kid dressed in full cowboy regalia, couldn't have been four years old, outstanding on a corner trying to rope a fire plug. And he just thought that was the cutest thing he'd ever saw in his life. And when he got to work, he sat down and uh, wrote this, and it's become a marvelous classic. And I bet I know what it is. You probably do. Out in Arizona where the bad men are, all you've got to guide you is an evening star. Don't you know the roughest, toughest man by far? His ragtime cowboy Joe. He got his name from singing to the cows and sheep. Every night he'd sing the herd to sleep. In a bass voice rich and deep, he's singing soft and low. He always sings ragging music to the cattle as he swings. Back and forward in his saddle on a horse, pretty good horse, that sank a baited gate. Such a funny meter to the roar of his repeater, how they run when they see the fellow's gun, because the western folks all know he's a highfalutin', rootin', tootin', son of a gun from Arizona. He's some cowboy, talk about your cowboy, rang time. Cowboy Joe. That just shows to school you that Easterners can write good cowboy songs too. And say, every once in a while, even a blind pig finds an acorn. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm glad we have that on tape because we will be using that <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, we're going to wear it out. It's, uh, you can't wear that one out. No, be, I, it's a great song and a great rendition. Fabulous. Now, and uh, even the Andrews sisters did it. Did this is very, very true. And I tell you what, uh, if you, if y'all will indulge me for a minute, tomorrow yes. tomorrow the is is the day that uh, we celebrate, you know, the resurrection of Christ. And my friend Fletcher Jowers uh, did a cowboy gospel song many years ago that he was kind enough to let me record. And I'd like to do that for you here. It's called Church at the Wagon. Go for it. We gathered up a herd of longhorns bound for Abilene. A peddler came out to the camp selling notions that we'd need. Among the things he had for sale was a Bible old and worn. Old Goosey said, I'll take it. We'll have church on Sunday morn. We had church at the wagon Sunday morning. We'd gather underneath the wagon fly. Old Coosey would read from the good book. And we'd sing in the sweet by and by. Early in the morning, He'd sit there by the fire, reading from that Bible every now and then he'd smile. Waiting on the biscuits, drinking coffee from a can, 
Sometimes you could hear him softly whisper, hey man. We finally made Abilene, the drive had gone quite well. We never lost a single man while pushing up the trail. I know the Lord heard Cousy's prayers as he read his holy word. That Sunday morning singing was the best I'd ever heard. He had church at the wagon Sunday morning. We gather underneath the wagon fly. Oh, Cousy would read from the good book. And we'd sing in the sweet by and by In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore going to be doing that May 25th at the church meeting. Absolutely. Excellent. Are you playing anywhere else around town? Or mm-hmm. Well, every uh, every Sunday morning, uh, my uh, my trio, the OK Corral, <laughs> nice. uh, and yes, that is the actual name nice. of it, <laughs> say, uh, does the pre-service worship music at the Gate Cowboy Church. All right. Which and, uh, Gate? Now, that's G-A-T-E, gate. Oh, gate, okay. Yeah. When God said, sure. love your brother, we didn't mean that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we do that. Uh, we start about uh, 9.30 and run until service starts about 10 o'clock. And uh, you can come and pass a visit on us and hug our necks, and we'd love to see you. We meet uh, currently in the great room at the Marana Middle School on Grier Road in Old Town Marana. Real, the real Marana. The real Marana. Yeah. Away out west, I got a town. They call that town Marana. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's actually kind of fun. Uh, you you mentioned that. There's one I'm working on right now that I'm almost finished with. I'm going to debut it May 25th. Oh. Well, if you want, I can come back before then and do it here. But uh, yeah, of course, you are always welcome. Say, well, almost always. <laughs> say, but uh, I am I'm rewriting. They call the wind Mariah. Oh, okay. Say one of the favorite things I love to do yeah, is take is song. They call the wind Mar- Wilbur. And say no, it's going to be called. They call him the Messiah. Oh, that's ah. good. Good. Say, nice. and uh, and basically tells the story of the gospel in three verses. Hmm? Good, good for you. And uh, unless y'all want me to come do it sooner, uh, I'll be debuting it on uh, the twenty May twenty fifth at uh, the Cowboy Church service uh, out in Vale. And hopefully, I'm gonna try and make it. I, can, I make no promises because I can't even tell you what I'm doing later on today. But hmm? well, I can't even tell you what I did yesterday. You did something yesterday. <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, well, I know what At I did time. yesterday. <laughs> We had breakfast yesterday. That we did. That's, That's the last right. thing I remember. It was wonderful breakfast. KG's Cafe and um, oh yeah, I, you know I almost came down and joined oh, you because yeah. that, that was just good. right down that was just right down the street from yeah. me. And you know, if y'all are looking for a breakfast spot, if you're over in that neck of the woods, stop in there and tell them their friends from Voices of the West said hey. That's right. Yeah. That's hey, exactly. they know us. That's right. They do. That's right. And, and you, they still and, let us come in. I know. Yeah, and and you can and you can give them that and two dollars, and they'll give you a cup of coffee for it. That's I like that idea. Yeah. Hey, we're out of time. <laughs> Buck, thank you much for joining us this afternoon. Appreciate Always it. a pleasure. It was fun. And what are we doing next week? We are doing a Red River. Rojo Rio. Rojo Rio. Uh, The infamous John Wayne and famous John Wayne uh, movie. So with that, we'll be back next time right here on Amal Franzi's Voices of the West. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.